Hi, my name is Sam Williams, and welcome to part one of episode number 105 of Miss Music Podcast, The Millennial Throwback Machine. So first of all, I'd like to welcome all of you to part one of episode number 105 of my 60 Music Podcast, The Millennial Throwback Machine. I'm Sam Williams, and for those of you who are just now discovering this podcast, either on the Apple Podcast app, or in Stitcher, or on iHeartRadio, on Google Play Music, or on Spotify, and you're wondering, so what the heck is, I'm just going to give you a description of what the show is all about. Okay, so I'm Sam Williams, and I'm a 24-year-old songwriter slash producer, but I'm also a huge sexy music fan slash expert slash nerd. And I usually with this podcast, I take one song by one artist from the 60s to put the show in two parts. First part is to talk about my opinion of the song and why I think it's so good or why I think it sucks and do my own personal analysis on the arrangement of the song, which will include the chords, melody, and lyrics. And the second part is to dig deep into the history behind that track. In that part of the show, I talk about who wrote the song, who produced it, who are the musicians in the track, whether it be the session musicians or the band members themselves, what studio the song was recorded at, where that studio was located at, the label songs released on where that label is located at, and the year when the song was released, and the peak position the made up uh, song originally made up on the Billboard Hot 100 charts when it was originally released, the history by the songwriter wrote the song, and the artist that recorded it, and the musicians that played on it, and the producer that produced it. Um, all that is in the second part of the show. Moving on, let's get started in this week's song, shall we? Okay, so um, I noticed that it's been a while since I've done a British Invasion artist uh, on my podcast. And uh, the last British Invasion group I did on my show, which was a duo, by the way, Peter and Gordon, uh, they had a direct connection with the Beatles. And I thought to myself, okay, so we've heard enough about the Beatles by now, right? We, I doubt that we need to hear more about them at this point, because it's just, you know, the amount of press and media they've gotten over the past, I don't know, over almost 60 years is just unbelievable. And it's a shame that there were so many other really good British bands from the 60s that really had no connection with the Beatles whatsoever, but they were just incredible. They were so amazing, yet you don't really hear too much about them. And yeah, there were some groups from this British bands from the 60s that had no connection to the Beatles that you do hear a lot about today, like the Rolling Stones and the Kinks and the Yardbirds. And, you know, we've heard, we've heard about these groups. But then there were some more sort of under-the-radar bands from the British Invasion that you don't really hear too much about. And uh, with this particular band, I think there might be at least one song by them you will definitely know. Uh, you're, and that one song is just, it's become kind of an iconic song, really. And it's been kind of a staple, you know, whenever someone on The Voice would appear on, you know, their, you know, they would kind of do the song. It's just a good song to sing, really, you know, and it's been covered a million different times by a million different people. But, you know, they had a lot of other really great songs, you know, by this same band that you probably may have not have heard before actually a lot they had a lot of really really great songs that you probably have never heard before and i'm going to do one of those songs it's going to be another one of those really great songs by this same band you probably don't know unless you grew up in the 60s well and if you didn't i appreciate you listening to the show but you know i you know if you did i you definitely know the song but if you if you're around my age you probably don't know it and it's a really great song and 
again, it's not anything like the song I did la- a couple weeks ago with uh, the originals from Motown. It's a completely different kind of a song, but it's still very, very good. And it's very timely, too. Again, this is another one of those songs that it was meaningful to a specific group of people back in the 60s. Cause, and it really was meant to strike a nerve what was going on with people back then with the Vietnam War. Well, you know, it's again, it's another one, one of the songs that you can easily spin the meaning of it and make it relate to what's happening right now with COVID. But that's besides the point. I'll get into that a little bit later into this episode. But for now, uh, I'm going to introduce you guys this really, really cool, great song, you know, from the British invasion right at the height of it. And it's just incredible. And, uh, you know, it's another really fantastic, well-written song by a band that you might know about, but you might know one song by them, but you don't know any of their other songs. But anyways, um, this song came out in July of 1965. It's by a band called The Animals. It's called We Gotta Get Out of This Place. In this sturdy old part of the city Where the sun refused to shine People tell me there ain't no use in trying Now my girl, you're so young wow. and pretty The song is incredible. It's so good. It is amazing. And again, it's not like anything like the song I did a couple weeks ago with Motown. It's a completely different kind of a song, but it's just incredible for many different reasons compared to last week's song. It's just not even it's a it's a really really good song, but it's not in the same vein as last week's song, but it's just so good in other ways and and uh, this week we're going to talk about make the song so good both musically and lyrically. But first, let's get into the song's music. Okay, so unlike la- uh, a couple weeks ago, that song we did with all those major and minor seven chords, this song is anything like that at all. I mean, you know, it's it's not complicated really as far as the chord progression is concerned. I mean, there are some modal interchanges that happen, which is really cool. But the chord progression for the song is mostly simple. But the reason why the song is so incredible and why the song is so effing good isn't because of the chord progression. It's because of the song structure because this song has one of the most incredible buildups you'll ever hear in any pop song from the 60s it the buildup in the song is amazing and just the way the song starts out is incredible too i mean it starts out with that really cool bass riff that's played throughout most of the verses and pre-courses of the song you hear that bass riff pretty prominently throughout those two parts of the song but that bass riff is just so cool and it starts out with that bass riff and then you hear that uh that those uh those ride cymbals and then you hear the vocals come in and then just listen to how quiet that beginning of that song is. It's really, really quiet. You don't really hear too much in the beginning of that song. And then it just builds after that. You hear you hear the bass you hear the bass riff, you hear the ride cymbal, and then you hear the you hear the drums come in, the guitar come in, and then it just starts to get more and more louder. And then the buildup really starts to happen. And then, you know, you hear the, the you hear the guitar getting louder and you hear the, the, the organ getting louder and the drums getting louder. And then, you know, everything just builds off of that that five chord and the five chord just builds 
builds and it builds and it builds until you're like, I can't take it anymore. Give me the chorus already. You know, and that's really what happens because you hear those backup vocals come in and then you hear, you know, the lead singer's voice getting louder and louder and louder. And again, they're just building off that five chord and then just they keep building and building and building off it and they don't change. They keep staying on that five chord and they add in that flat seven in there too, which makes it a dominant seven chord. But again, that's just the perfect build up. That dominant seven chord, you know, which is also the five chord, you know, that that build up is so incredible because it just keeps getting louder and louder and louder until you just can't take it anymore. You need the chorus. And then once the song finally once attention finally releases to the chorus, that is so amazing. Because then things change up. You hear that one four five chord and then you hear the one major two five chord. I mean things kind of change up once you get to the chorus. But again, that that tension that built that's built up in the verses of pre-chorus that finally releases into the chorus that is amazing that is one of the greatest build-ups in pop music ever because they really just make you wait so long before the chorus hits and man once that chorus hits and the payoff happens that is just amazing you know and the other interesting thing about the song is that you know it is pretty standard as far as the structure is concerned but after he gets to the refrain right when that flat seven chord comes in that one flat seven four five chord change uh, they don't go directly back into the introduction. They actually cut that section in half and just go straight into the other part where it, where it kind of goes into the pre-chorus, you know, and then basically, you know, and then it goes into that pre-chorus part and then it, the, the buildup happens all over again, which is totally tension building at this part. It keeps building and building and building and then releases to the chorus again, you know, and then it creates. And, and the refrain in the song is really cool, too, because after the chorus happens, it doesn't resolve on the one chord. It resolves on the minor six chord. And that's really cool. It's kind of like a deceptive cadence, really. And that's basically what happens in this part of the song. It goes through the motions, the one, four, five, the one major two, five, and then the one, four, five. And then that deceptive of Caden happens with that minor six chord and then it goes to that one flat seven four five chord change and that's really cool too because again like you know we you know the the chorus is pretty big right you know it's the, it has a very memorable hook to it and then it kind of slows down and kind of becomes quieter to and it gets that refrain section and that's and that's really cool too you know because things kind of drop out once the end of that chorus happens going into that refrain and uh, yeah, that's that's the other cool part about that song. And yeah, also um, the organ in the song is very distinctive. And again, it's an instrument that was used in a lot of uh, you know records at that time. Uh, I can't really tell if it's a Vox Continental or Farfisa, but it's either one of those. But the compact organ sound was such an essential part to British invasion and garage rock bands of the '60s that it really was everywhere in a lot of those songs. And uh, yeah, this this song again. It's not necessarily the chord progression because there's a lot of cliche chord changes in the song. It's not that. It's just the tension buildup going into the release in the chorus with the pre-chorus. That's the best part about this song. It's not necessarily uh, the chords. The chords are kind of secondary because the structure of the song is amazing. I mean, yeah, it's it's typical. It's verse, pre-chorus, chorus, but. Again, it's that tension buildup when things just keep building and building and building until you just can't take anymore. You want to get that chorus released. You want it so bad. And they just they keep hanging on that five chord for so long. You know, it just it drives you crazy because you really want that. You really want the release, you know, into the chorus. 
And if I were to compare this to something else, and again, I'm sorry if I'm <laughs> if I'm being a little explicit right now. For you know, I, if you're uh, if you're someone if you're a kid listening to this podcast or you know or a young teenager, I would suggest covering your ears right now. But really, I mean, if I were to compare this to something else, it'd be like having good sex. Really, that's what this that's what this uh, you know compare it to. Really, because again, you got the you got the quiet parts and you got the build up and you got the release. Again, it's just like. You know, it's like when you're starting, you know, and you're 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 kind of into it, and then you know it, then you start to have some build up in that area, <laughs> and then and then it releases, and then you finally, you know, you finish. I mean, it's the same. You can say the same thing about the song, really. I mean, it's the same kind of thing, you know, with the pre-chorus build up, and then the and then the explosion in the chorus. It's the same kind of idea, really. It's that climax that we're all kind of waiting for, and the build up to that climax with the pre-chorus going to the course it's you can say the same thing i mean it's almost kind of like a good story really i mean a good story has a lot of the same elements when you watch a good movie you know you hear you got the you got sort of the beginning when things are kind of quiet then you got the build up kind of middle and then the climax at the end it's the same thing with the song really you know and that's where the song story the storytelling of a song kind of relates to storytelling of a movie but you know you can kind of relate to that you know with uh with the song in this instance but Again, it's a really, really cool song. That bass riff is amazing. It's really, really cool. And uh, I don't think they came up with it. I don't think it was something that they created. I think the original songwriters who wrote this song created that riff. It's so cool. But again, uh, you know, they just made it sound incredible. And uh, in this next episode of this podcast, we'll get into who wrote the song and what it sounded like originally before this band did it and also talk about you know, what the evolution the song went through before this band recorded the song, but I'll save that for next week's episode. But again, uh, I'm going to stop talking about the music for now and talk about the song's lyrics. Okay, so this song really might strike a nerve with you because the lyrics of the song were direct were directly re- related to people the six the guys of the 60s who were stuck in Vietnam and they really wanted to get out of there and that's what really resonated with this with the song is the lyrics really resonating with the young guys who were stuck in Vietnam they didn't want to be there and like man we got to get out of this place well we're not in Viet- we're not in the Vietnam war anymore but we're in a huge pandemic that is a, that has affected the entire world and it's gotten worse in my home country of America. So, you know, a lot of times you think to myself, man, we have to get out of where we're at right now, you know, cause we got to get out of this place. Cause there's a better life for all of us. Cause it's just the, the way life has been like, in you know, in, in our world, but mainly in America because of the coronavirus, we have to, we have to get out of here. There's just, we can't stay here. We can't stay here forever. And there's in that song and really the lyrics of the song will resonate with you, you know, very much with with this current situation we're right now with COVID. So, I mean, it's very relatable to what's happening right now with coronavirus. And, you know, again, it's it's about something different with with this with the context of the song and the time period time period took place in because he's talk he, the guy's talking this girl saying, hey, look at we're in the slum. Things are terrible. My dad is in bed dying because he's worked his entire life and he's too tired. And he doesn't want to do anything else anymore. We have to find a better place to live. And, you know, and again, there's that lyric where he has his dad who's basically in bed dying. I mean, I hate to get dramatic, but you might have had a, you know, a dad die of coronavirus or, you know, it's 
it's you can kind of get where I'm going with this, but you can kind of get the correlation between that lyric and what's happening right now. And again, I'm sorry if I offend anybody, but again, like that's just how relatable this song is to what's going on with right now with Corona, even though the song was written before we even were dealing with something like what we're dealing with right now. Um, but yeah, I mean, that that this song is very powerful right now and it'll strike over a lot of different people you know right now especially if you're someone around my age you know you're dealing with you know elderly grandparents or you know parents who you know might be having issues right now or you know just because of what's happening with covid i mean it's the same kind of thing we have to get out of this situation that we're in right now we got to get out of this place you know because there's really a better life for all of us things could be way better than they are right now you know, as far as what's going on with COVID is concerned, we could be in a way better spot than we are right now, you know, and uh, again, like the song will resonate with people, you know, the message of the song will resonate with a lot of people right now because of what's happening right now with the coronavirus, but again, that's what makes the song so good is that even though it was written before we're dealing with something like that, we can twist the message and make it relatable to what's happening right now, even though the song is 55 years old, um, but yeah, again, it's really, really good. Great, great um, lyrics, you know, great hook, too. I mean, the hook of the song is amazing. The chorus is incredible. The, you know, it's just so memorable. You know, and the melody of the chorus is so good, too. I mean, the lyric is incredible. You know, the, the background harmonies are pretty good, too. You know, the dynamics of the song are pretty good as well. I mean, it's amazing. You know, again, this is definitely one of my favorite songs by this band. It's another really great song with them that you wouldn't really know. You know, because I know you know one of, one of the other songs, but you wouldn't know this one. And, you know, it's a great song. And we'll talk about who wrote the song and who produced it next week. And how the song even got to this group in the first place because they didn't write, actually. But I'll save that and talk about more about that next week. So that concludes part one of episode number 105 of my 6G Music Podcast, The Millennial Throwback Machine. I'm Sam Williams, and if you listened to the song I talked about this week and you thought it was cool and it was awesome and you've never heard this song before and you thought, wow, this is really, really good, um, and you never heard it before until I introduced it to you by breaking it down and analyzing it in this week's episode of this podcast, uh, you can email me at samltwilliaicloud.com, or you can also reach out to me on Instagram at iheartrolldies and check out more of my original music at my new an up-and-coming website which hasn't been released yet it's almost done though uh you know there's a couple things that won't be on there because um i'm just gonna say it right now i am going to be releasing a brand new single very very soon uh but i'm keeping quiet about it for now because uh the official release date hasn't been set in stone quite yet because i'm working on that right now but i will be releasing a single very very soon and that will be on my website as soon as it's out. Um, and and also, another thing I want to let you guys in on, just because you guys have been a loyal listener, listening uh, you know, to my podcast since episode one, I've, I've gotten a lot of listens recently uh, over the past like one or two, three or four episodes. Um, what I'm in the middle, another project I'm in the middle of doing right now, and it's for you guys really, you know, because I feel like I want to milk this podcast as much as I possibly can and try to see if I can, you know, offer any more products that might be of use to you related to this podcast. I mean, I gave you guys merchandise, you know, but if you decide that you want to try to 
do a readable version of this podcast. If you want to, if you want to actually see, you know, the words that I speak on this show, and you want to read it, you know, what I'm doing is that I basically I'm taking a bunch of my scripts that I've written for my podcasts, and I'm going back to episode one, by the way, and kind of starting from there, but. I'm going back from episode one and taking all the scripts I've written from my podcast since episode one and turning them into a book. And basically, um, you know, the book will be self-published through Amazon. You'll be able to buy it and read it if you would like to, if you want to continue to support this podcast other than just from listening to it. Uh, but it'll be there just in case you want, you would like to see a version of this podcast, not just listen to it. If you would like to read a version of this podcast and sort of see what the words on paper look like as well as you know listening to it then you know this will be for you you know because I know a lot of people aren't spending as much time in their cars and not driving you know as much as they were before the pandemic so a lot of people aren't really listening to much stuff these days you know but they are watching tv and they are reading books so the visual aspect of things is kind of coming back to a lot of people's lives because we're not spending as much time in the car so we don't really have to pay attention to the road so we're able to look at a lot more stuff now and that's why a lot of people are watching youtube videos and watching more tv and reading more because the visual aspect of our lives is coming back in full in full circle you know, because we're not spending as much time in the cars because of COVID, you know. But so if you want to. So basically, I'll let you guys know when that's almost done. I'm working on working on it right now. I'm transcribing uh, the first two interviews I did in my podcast, and that will be part of the book as well. And then I'll let you guys know as soon as that is out. I'll let you guys know when my new website is out and when my new music is out, too. A lot of exciting stuff uh, that's going to be coming up for me uh, pretty soon. So. Uh, and you guys are going to hear it first. I mean, I'm going to pretty, pretty much keep it quiet for now on social media because I want I want this to be special to you guys, you know, because you guys have been a loyal supporter of my podcast since episode one. I figured that you guys should know about this stuff before my followers on social media would, um, you know, wouldn't hear about it. But yeah, so on anyways, uh, as per usual, things you can check out there in description of this episode of this podcast are my Spotify and YouTube playlist for this podcast, or we'll find all the songs I've talked about on the show so far, including this one. And uh, if you and if you wanted to, uh, you know, uh, basically let me know if that give if you listen to that those playlists, and if listening to those playlists gives you any ideas for any kind of songs to talk about next on my podcast that I haven't yet, you can email those the ideas to me at samltwilliamicloud.com.com, or you can also reach out to me on Instagram at iheartrollies. And uh, yeah, also my official Redbubble merch store for this podcast is available, uh, you know, for you to check out. And I bought another shirt and, you know, Redbubble is really good at correcting itself. If they make a mistake, like they send me a T-shirt with, uh, you know, with uh, with the with the wrong logo on it, they'll they're pretty good at responding back and correcting themselves. So, again, I am I can fully get behind them as, uh, you know, as a merch maker. They're really, really good at what they're doing. Um, you know, and yeah, so basically the link to my Redbubble store for this podcast in the description of this this podcast, there will be able to find the super cool logo that I had someone else design, but I came up with a design for, uh, it's the catchphrase I say at the end of every episode and keep on trucking tight. I font with my name and podcast in the bottom. 
I would love it if you can purchase something on there, but if not, please let me know what you think of the logo and the price of each item in the store. You can email that to me at cmltwoolyagatocloud.com, or you can also reach out to me on Instagram at iheartoldies. And yeah, also, um, I also wanted to, uh, again, you know, I'm 100 episodes into this podcast, and uh, I want to just, again, propose to you guys, you know, I've noticed a lot of, again, I always see listeners from people that I probably don't know. So I, if you're, you know, I would love to know more about you. You know, I mean, I, I know I haven't been doing that recently, but I feel like it's, again, I just want to reach back out to you guys and please tell me more about you. I mean, I know some things about you, you know, but I don't know everything about you. I mean, I want to know where, where you're from. Well, and I want to know specifically your age, too, if you don't mind me telling me, because I want to know if you're someone who grew up with this music back in the day or someone who is a young guy like me who hasn't heard this stuff before. Uh, let me know. Like, you know, let me know your age. Let me know how you discovered this music and, you know, what you think of this podcast. And, you know, let me know more about you. Let me know what your interests are, too. If you're specifically a musician and you just you're in love with this music or if you just listen to music casually and you're into other things, let me know what your interests are, too. You know, and the things that you're into. And uh, I definitely want to find out find out more about that from you. And you can do that by emailing me at samlzwillacloud.com. And you can also reach out to me on Instagram. I heard all these. And my email is in the description of this podcast. But yeah, also please leave me a review in the Apple Podcast app. I haven't done in a while too. But again, you know, the more uh, reviews you get through Apple Podcasts, the more my podcast gets pushed into the new noteworthy section of iTunes, or the more potential it has to, for that to happen, the more reviews I get. So again, if you're just casually listening to the show and you never heard it before and you just want to give me a review, please do that. I would appreciate that through the Apple Podcast app. But yeah, so and you can follow me on Spotify too and follow the uh, the Spotify post for this podcast as well. But yeah, so um, I'm Sam Williams and thank you for joining me for this week's episode of my podcast, The Millennial Throwback Machine. Until next week, please. Keep things moving.